Hey everyone, welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. That feels good to say. Did I get that right? Yeah, sure. Sweet, all right. <laughs> you don't remember what the fuck you said. No, I, I edited it and didn't listen to it again. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, this is this week's host, Mullet. Uh, as you know, Rich and I, back and forth. If it's the first time you're listening to it, I am one of your hosts, Chris Mullet. Sitting across from me is the other host, Rich Camalucci. What's happening, everybody out there? Uh, listening through your earphone devices or through some speakers speakers in the car i do it a plane you're traveling anywhere you're walking if you're traveling and listening to this put it on your speaker so everyone else enjoys it um and if anyone complains tell the fuck off uh that's the way we do it around here on the blank slate today we're going to be discussing basketball aka professional basketball aka professional men's basketball (laughs) Uh, maybe AKA, uh, United States professional <laughs> men's basketball. Yeah, the national. Wait a minute, this isn't the WNBA pod. No, this sorry. isn't the uh, female Czechoslovakian women's league. The, I'm out that's of here. right, the female Czechoslovakian women's league. <laughs> you have you, you have, have to, to reiterate what it is. Yeah, uh, there. One of the stats uh, in that league is chin hair. <laughs> if you have the the league leading chin hair, then you're you're doing all right. It's, Stubble. Stubble. Um, She's having a great stubble year this year. <laughs> Mark. Uh, you heard him over the Skype Airways. Our guest this week, uh, I consider him uh, probably the most knowledgeable basketball uh, friend that I have. Uh, and I have several basketball friends. Um, and it, we'll test that when our other basketball friend, Tope, is on the show for the playoffs in June. Uh, we'll try to come up with a basketball quiz for, for Tope and our guest today. He's actually not the most knowledgeable basketball friend I have. Who is it? Your buddy Bryce? No, Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> You're friends with Tom Gugliotta? Yeah. Well, I am friends with Tony Colt, who is in his office. That's right. We have people that have offices. Tony, how's it going? I'm doing very well, guys. Thank you for the opportunity to join up. Thanks. No problem. We When we set up the blank slate, we knew that you're, you're probably going to be our most common guest. Oh, uh, fantastic. Th- yeah. Okay, let's just cut the crap. Tony, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's you guys more, are the best. It's because all my efforts of the past seven or eight years to get you to start liking bleep have not worked, so you can't be on Potswoggle. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so this is for you. This is for you to discuss things like Mad Men and basketball and fashion. We actually have a strict no wrestling talk policy where if you do make any sort of wrestling reference, uh, it's like jinx rules. You can't talk until someone says your name. Right. You're allowed to say oh. Potswoggle. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so if you, he, if you see Rich and I start a sentence... And then immediately stop because we're about to make a reference. That's why. Um, I think that only happened three times on our first episode. I love that this whole part is getting edited out. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, yeah. So, we are just out of the all-star break in the NBA. All three of us are giant NBA fans. Uh, just kind of overarching thoughts about the season so far. I mean, it's been... Pretty much every season since the lockout has been highly anticipated just because of the level of competition. Uh, and this this year has been that case on half of the league. Um, <laughs> Tony, I'll start with you. How many East games have you watched that did not include Miami and Indiana? Ooh, I mean, and, I, live and in Chicago. I, I will exclude Chicago because you live in Chicago. Yeah, yeah and they're always on. Um, I mean, if you're asking like how many random like Bobcats Wizards games I've caught. I mean, approximately zero. Um, <laughs> there are there are many teams that I have failed to watch, um, which I consider an accomplishment. Uh, for instance, the Orlando Magic. Uh, they could employ any number of players that I'd be completely unaware of. Uh, 
because they're incapable of winning games or playing entertaining ball. Absolutely. Um, has there ever been, I think I posed this question to you uh, in text. I don't remember your response, Paul posed it to both of you. Like the, like there always was a disparity in the two thousands between the East and the West. There yeah. always, there always has been, the West was always stacked when you had the Lakers, the Kings, there's the always Maver- an imbalance of power. Exactly. But like, as I sit here right now, I believe I'm accurate in that the East has three teams over 500. Um, um, I think it's four. The Bulls are marginally over 500. Like by one game, I think. But like for most of the season, it's oh been, yeah, it's been Indiana and Miami. Toronto has kind of gone, has been mostly over, like you know, like 52, 53 percent, and the Bulls have been around 500. But everyone else is below. Like there's going to be a team that's probably like 10 games under 500 in the playoffs, right? Right now, uh, the eight seed would be the Bobcats, who are six games under at twenty four and thirty. Yeah. Good wow. lord! <laughs> it's uh, the Pistons have a shot. Everyone has the only people that are. I think the I think the Bucks are still mathematically in it. Let me let me. Can I? They are. down some of the the teams of course. that are kind of like within. Oh, by the way, the Bucks are dead last in the Eastern Conference. They're dead last in the league. They've won what eight games? Ten. Ten and forty three. Okay. But they're only uh, 13 games back in the loss column. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the fucking sick thing. So, yeah. So, after the Bobcats, uh, which, by the way, it is four teams that are over 500. The Hawks are two games under 500. Okay. After the R.I.P. Bobcats, Horford. Oh, man. Made it real sad. <laughs> uh, after the Bobcats, it's the Pistons. After the Pistons, it's this uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team, 21-33. Ooh. I, man, I, don't, I, I think they got a player on the trade block or something. You guys are dickholes. Uh, can I just get this out of the way real quick? Just really quick. All right, knock Really quick, out. really quick. All right. I said this to Rich earlier, Tony. I love the fact that we we gave up three future draft picks for, for Luol Deng, who yes. obviously was never going to resign. Uh, so, wait, no. And we're trying to shop him again. So, basically, uh, the team that's owned by the guy that owns Quicken Loans blew a loan. Oh, big time. Uh, he's also the guy who's investing heavily in Detroit and thinks he can bring it back. <laughs> like in the city itself. Like he's buying a property and he's going to develop it. And, I mean, what a, what a dummy. He's more likely to do that than bring LeBron back, so that's all right. <laughs> LeBron's more likely to go to Detroit to just help one of his buildings out than go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He should start wearing acid wash jeans and try to bring those back. I was say he should start wearing assless chaps so it looks like the dummy that he is. Oh God, Dan Gilbert, you got a bad owner. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. You know what? I'm going to say something really fucked up right now. I really wish his wife would have drowned their child when he was obviously fucked up when Whoa. he was a baby. Just so I can stop seeing him at the fucking draft every year. He's a good luck charm. Come on. He's been a great luck charm. Anthony yeah. Bennett. <laughs> he has been. The results have yielded themselves. Look, look. The kid got the pick. Exactly. He didn't he didn't make the pick. Exactly. He just got them the first pick. I the kid is not did. to blame. No, I think he is. I think Gilbert's just like, you know what? Just hire a GM. Just what do you want to do, son? Cool. All right. You want all right, do you want to draft Cheerios or do you want to eat Cheerios? <laughs> you want to eat Cheerios? How about we got a, a guy that does both? Is that what Anthony Bennett uh the translation is yes. Translation is that uh, right now we're sitting here using our brains and entertaining people, and right now Anthony Bannon is sobbing into a lean cuisine, trying to lose weight. Uh, anyway, 
Gav suck. Go on. Oh, I forgot what we were doing. I'm glad we got it out of the way now. Don, we don't have to talk about the Cavs for the rest of the podcast. But you won't. We won't. No, we won't. No. Yeah. No. Uh, and we have uh, the Knicks, you know, with Carmelo Anthony, one of the <laughs> top ten players of the league. In NBA 2K14, I just won the MVP with him. And <laughs> and he he's was fantastic in that game. He's wonderful, dude. My yeah, team yeah. is sick. Uh, Very fun. The new record holder for All-Star uh, Game 3-point. I think he's tied with like two other people. <laughs> no, no, he broke the record. Oh, like just total points in, in a game. Oh, in I a game. Like, no, no, three point. Three, oh, three points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I know, like, I heard like three pointer. Who had thir- Blake had thirty eight and somebody else had thirty eight, and that's like Durant. tied Durant. They, they both like tied the record. Uh, oh, what's this? I just got a, a notification. Oh man, Dion Waiters is going to be out. Uh, today. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Just for the game, due to hyperextended knee. Oh, I've heard you say hyperextended emotions. <laughs> that too. Hyper-extended player meetings. All right, so the Knicks are all the way down there. And then after the Knicks are the Celtics, and then the rest doesn't really really matter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's been... Well, well, well let's get the... <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say, let's get the home team feelings. We already got the Cavs out. Um, I mean, Tony, you're not really a Chicago fan. You're more so a Mavs guy. Um, how have you been feeling about your Mavs this year? Kind of a, a resurgent year for the Mavericks. I have, I have enjoyed watching them uh, so much. I mean, the team really doesn't have much business competing, um, although they're having a very good season. I mean, they're 32 and 23, mm-hmm. uh, which if they were in the Eastern Conference would make them uh, the three seed. Yeah, um, easily. Meanwhile, in the West, they're desperately clinging to uh, a playoff yeah, spot. Um, you know, uh, it's an, it's. I think I heard that it's the oldest team since um, the uh, Jazz that featured uh, Malone and Stockton and Hornacek. Um, which, I don't know, they're pretty old. Vince is 37, uh, Dirk and uh, Trix, as Dirk likes to call him, are 35. Um, Monte's getting up there, Jose Calderon's getting up there, um, Samuel D'Alembert. It's... Uh, Boy, you look at it on paper, it sounds so good. I look you didn't <laughs> even say Samuel Dellenberg's age because A, it's probably five different numbers, and B, he's that old. Is Sean Marion tricks? He's the Matrix, but I I am charmed by the fact that Dirk always just calls him tricks. Well, because Sean Marion's for kids, obviously. I was say, like, <laughs> he is for kids. Looks nothing he's... like that rabbit. Sean Marion doesn't teach kids how to shoot a basketball. That's okay. I was going to say, you know, because I hadn't really looked at the Western Sandings till just now, and I, I am excited at the prospect of the Mavericks being back in the playoffs. Oh, like, absolutely. They well, of course, yeah, but they just add a, a different dimension. I think to I like the playoffs. Well, I like I, the old grizzled vet team in the playoffs. And know. yeah, you have the Spurs there, but it's a different feeling with yeah. them because the Spurs are boring. Whereas at least you know the Mavericks, you feel like they can get hot, go on a shooting streak, something like that. Cuban's gonna speak. Oh my God, that's I guess really what I was getting to. It is I miss Mark Cuban in the playoffs. Yeah, I miss Mark Cuban in the playoffs so much. I actually watched a couple episodes of Shark Tank the, the it's other a week. wonderful show. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there on the TV podcast. Um, the thing about the Mavericks that. I think uh, makes people feel good about them always being in the playoffs is number one, Dirk Nowitzki is probably the best personality in all of basketball in terms of a likable guy, a really funny guy, uh, a guy with a unique type of game. Um, You know, there hasn't ever been a player like Dirk and it'll probably be a while before there is another player like Dirk. 
Um, and Rick Carlisle is one of the top two or three coaches yeah. in, in the whole league. I, I mean, as, as evidenced by the fact that he's got this, this old squad back in there and really fighting. And Rick, Rick Carlisle is not going to go down without a fight. Um, I think if they do end up playing the Thunder or the Spurs in the first round, they're going to give them a good series. Rick Carlisle is 10 times the coach that Scott Brooks is. So the Thunder are going to blow the Mavs away on on talent, but I think it's going to go six just based on Rick Carlisle is not going to let it not. If if they play the Spurs in the first round, though, you're not going to be able to tell if it's the shoes squeaking on the court or just bones moving. You're going to hear a lot of bones first. (laughs) You're going to hear Manu... you're gonna hear Dirk. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of creaking. Yeah. But, uh, um, can you just tell me real quick, Rich, before you pose this question? Uh, the Grizzlies currently are the ninth. Yeah. Uh, they would be the three seed in the East, correct? Uh, that they would. That <laughs> they, they just, would. Yeah. So the, one of those teams is not gonna make the playoffs, <laughs> where they could have home court advantage in the mm-hmm. other on the other side. Mm-hmm. Just check. it's 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 a completely reasonable statement that the best two teams in basketball are in the East. And then the next nine. ten, I think probably the next ten best teams are in the West. Maybe nine. The rest is the West, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Western Conference playoffs are, I am looking West forward to so much. As much of a born and bred Heat fan that I am. And by born and bred, I mean I was born before the Miami Heat were a franchise. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I am going to love these Western Conference playoffs with uh, I will always love the Warriors being in the playoffs. They're like, a playoff I don't even care too. what team they put on the f- court. I remember when they made that run a few years back and they were an 8th seed and they beat the, yeah. the Mavericks. Yeah. Tony remembers. Thanks for bringing that up again. <laughs> Sorry man. But Old wounds. <laughs> I just I just love seeing the Warriors. The I, I love the idea of the Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah. I've always had an affinity towards the Suns. They've always been my West Coast team. The fucking Suns, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Goran Dragic for president. I, <laughs> man. Roar and Goran Dragic, as I like to call him. Uh, the Slovenian. I love how great the Trailblazers have been. Mm-hmm. They've been scaring me recently because I know they've been, they've, like, they've been, been sliding a little but, bit. But, but, but they're still like the God fucking. damn it. Like. For as many setbacks as an organization as they've had, like to have made the right decision so many times and it not turn out in your favor. Thank you for not looking at me in the in the eyes during that. <laughs> I'm just saying between right. Odin, Roy, and Roy, and just some other smaller moves, they've still made great moves with Aldridge, uh, Lillard. Uh, well, Lillard's a big one, but yeah. Webster, um, and it's just good to see them. Batum, what's up? Batum, Batum. Batum. Um, living a little bit above their expectations. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest, you know, you could talk about ad nauseum. I didn't realize the Rockets were the third seed So right now. Rockets-Suns at- would be a first-round matchup right now. Oh, my God. Tasty. Yeah. You, saw the, uh, you saw the story uh, just today. The Rockets are trying to finagle a way to get Rondo, too, right? Are they going to try to move Ashik and something else for Rondo? Parsons, maybe. Whoa, no, Ashik no and Parsons. Parsons. That's what I saw. Rockets, I, I'll pull it up right now. Talks not close, but they want to acquire him. Uh, desire. Boston, Boston wants Parsons, but uh, they're not prepared sure they to do. surrender him. But, you know, they have plenty of other pieces. They have Beverly. They have Asik. Um, this guy's name, who I will not try to pronounce. Uh, oh, please do. Mata Yunus? Oh, he, he helped me on the last. I'm still going to fuck it up. 
the Nadis Monotunus. <laughs> like, like, how'd I do on that one? It's going to be a signal on the show, right? Just me saying foreign names. I, what I wouldn't do <laughs> to go back and be in your social studies class, like when going over like an Egyptian unit. Oh, I get that Hammurabi. I got that shit all day. Yeah? Hammurabi's Laws, uh, Cleopatra. Nefertiti. Yeah, 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 get past the the, the mainstream ones. What? <laughs> I don't know any... One day we're just gonna have a podcast. Of you just saying Egyptian names. All right, perfect. Um... I want Mullet desperately to uh, fake call like the 1988 Yugoslavia team. <laughs> Look, all right. I'm at least behind David Stern and Bill Simmons and saying foreign names. I think every now and then I'll, I'll nail one right on the money. Uh, you know, I, I would honestly. Give them a little bit more props because they're doing it on a, on a much higher pressure stage than you are. Mako Belly Nelly. Hey, man. It just made me think of Nelly's belly. <laughs> Which, by the way, what the heck was Nelly doing all over All-Star Weekend? He was af- after Arnie Duncan. He was the highlight of All-Star Weekend. Because <laughs> I, I honestly feared for what's his name's life. Who was the guy that like, you freaked out on? Oh, uh, it was Bradley Beal. Yeah, because like, apparently the commentators mentioned Nelly that... used to babysit Bradley Beal yeah. or something. Um, That's just bizarre. Yeah, but, but I, th- I thought he was going to stab Bradley Beal. <laughs> he was obviously there as Drake's guest. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly seems like the kind of guy that saved his money, though. I said, nope. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I've never heard like any negative stories about Nelly. No, yeah, I think Nelly saved his money. Kiwan, not so much. I just love saying other St. Lunatic's names. I do. You do. Um, Murphy Lee's still in prison. Anyway, I NBA. Had a, I had another question. Because um, Tony mentioned Scotty Brooks mm-hmm. earlier. And I remember it was not that long ago that everybody didn't hesitate to give Scott Brooks props as an NBA head coach. And then... That public consensus turned violently. <laughs> what ha- What did I miss? Like, oh. what was everybody missing? Tony Keith. Well, I think it turned out that he had, uh, like, like four of the top 20 players in basketball on his mm. team. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah. And then uh, uh, one of them is now injured, and one of them they sold for pennies on the dollar. Um, and, I mean, they're still the number one seed. So he still looks great, but when they get into a dogfight, when they get into a game against the Spurs or a long series, I think is 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 where you really see coaching matter. I mean, obviously, talent wins out, but you can see coaching overcome talent, um, as you saw with the Spurs last year. You know, the Spurs are not as talented a team as Oklahoma City, but they they will probably beat Oklahoma City. Uh, let me ask you this, Tony: a gun to your head. Uh, you have to pick one of these two men to coach a team to save the world. I don't know. Uh, do you pick Scott Brooks or Space Jam pick... scenario? Exactly, Scott Brooks or Eric Spolstra? Because Spolstra you can kind of put in that same category in a single game in a in one game oh, with Spolstra. with just random people off the street. Spolstra. What is it about Spolstra no that makes him see that's different the... and better? Well, that that's another. He's like the reverse Scotty Brooks essentially because. When he's he all this credit. Job, he's got fucking three of the top 15 guys in the league. Yeah, but at the same time, there I think there have been instances that have shown like even that have, that have come even beyond that that's like has shown 
examples of I've never seen a competence. single one. And that's that's I mean, granted, I'm wearing fucking Yeah, no, you're still hurt. Yeah, I'm, I'm bitter. But still, like if if there was something where I'd be like, that was a great movie, that was a great, you know, like I see what he did there. To me, it's just kind of he's the you know, like a lame duck coach. To me, it mm. seems like Tony. You think he's just like the custodian of a very talented team? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that any, that like just any coach could could do with the Heat what Spolster's done. I mean, it's obviously not that hard a job, but I think there are other aspects to being a good coach uh, that maybe we overlook that aren't just like X's and O's and using your timeouts and stuff. I mean, as a, as a man manager and as a person who can juggle minutes and relationships and put the right unit out there at the right time. Spolstra's pretty good at that. I mean, I'm not sure about his like X's and O's drawing up plays kind of proficiency, but he's 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 done very well to handle the Miami situation with enough grace. I mean, it was obviously rough the first year, and I think that it was, you know, I that's the Mavericks were the beneficiary of that. But um since then, I feel like he's done a really good job keeping things together within the locker room and on the court and has put guys in positions where they could succeed. I mean, I think it's not a secret that guys that are, let's just say it, old and washed up or retread projects um, are doing well there and are succeeding. It's like Michael Beasley was probably on the road to be waiting tables. Um, and We're dead for that matter. Yeah, I was going like, to say, you gave right. him a job. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He, he was he, he was probably on his way to, like, getting convicted of a felony and losing the right to vote and that sort of thing. And now he's playing, like, big minutes for the Heat, and he's doing reasonably well. You know, you see guys like Battier and Ray Allen, you know, guys at the end of their career. And Ray Allen and Battier had big minutes for them in the playoffs last year. They were there in huge, huge moments, and Spolster put them in the spot where they could, you know, they could be the guy at that moment, the right time, the right place. I think that's his value. I'm not sure about the X's and O's stuff, but he 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 gets the right combinations out there. And for guys like Norris Cole and Chalmers to even be playing in the league. Yeah. He's 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 done a nice job. I think he brings along younger players very well because they haven't ever drafted high. They always draft very low, but those guys always seem to contribute. So I think that's to his credit. Fair enough. Um just for talking about the heat real quick. Um, Rich, how do you like Greg Oden so far? I watched about five minutes of Greg Oden play this season, and in those five minutes I saw two dunks, five fouls, and it was ex- everything I wanted Greg Oden to still be. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, it's been more than – like he's been better than just that. Right. Uh, I honestly haven't had an opportunity to watch a lot of games uh, here in beautiful Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> but, no, yeah, I'm, I'm – he is... Is he going to be able to contain Hibbert like they want him to? I think that's what this whole season has just been leading up to, mm-hmm. is just getting him in game-ready shape for that. Him, him and Bynum is going to be riveting. Like, oh, God. At any minute, oh. someone's going to explode. But... Bynum. Here, okay. Here's my hot take on the Heat right now. Oh, yeah. Tony's talking about the Mavs. I talked about the Cavs. You talked about the... Um, Get some hot takes. Let's stop putting a microphone or reporters in front of LeBron James. 
Because every time I get a little notification on my phone from my nondescript sports app, he seems to be saying some pretty uncouth shit. Like the, like the All-Star break thing? Uh, well, the All-Star break thing, uh, putting himself on the Mount Rushmore of uh, all-time basketball players, which, I mean, there will be an argument for one day. That was – wait, wait a minute. That was the question. Steve, Steve Smith asked him, when it's all said and done, when, when your career is finished, will, will you be on there? And he said yes. But He didn't say right now. Right. No. And, and st- uh, then, you know, that was still taken out of context. But yeah. still, I think the PR friendly answer to give there is that's not my decision to make, even when yeah, it's he- all said and done. And he probably could have put like Bill Russell on there or something, <laughs> you know, you know, like Being the, the guy that actually, the game that he is. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the guy that actually did win, not, not three, not four, not five, <laughs> not six, like, uh, no, yeah, the and guy coach one of those ones he played on. Yeah, uh, exactly. Player coach. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Just, I'm fine with him. like a bunch of things like, uh, um, that he should be the defensive player of the year. Uh, which again, like these aren't necessarily things you can really argue with because his point was that he defends all five positions and he does. Yeah. Um, I uh, I look forward to LeBron becoming the Kanye of basketball and just like I'm I'm fine with that. He's starting to take little bit little baby steps. Uh, I think it was either today or yesterday I got that uh, he was asked the question, "Do you see yourself leaving Miami in the near future?" And he said, "No." Mm-hmm. Which is like that was like the nicest thing I've heard him say, because normally his answer is like nah, I'm talking contract stuff, man. But but still, like just like some of the shit that's like uh, like me, you know, practice your answers. Watch Bull Durham, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, will you commiserate with me when he leaves? I mean, you won't. It won't affect you as deeply as it, as it did me, obviously. Why? Why wouldn't it? I. We won championships. Was he born? With the guy. Was he born in the same town as you? No, but he brought us glory and honor and and all that Japanese. You didn't stuff. cry when Alonzo Mourning retired with his five kidneys. How, well, first of all, that how many kidneys are you supposed to have? <laughs> well, overall, I think that's how many he went through. Yeah, that guy was just blowing through kidneys like there wasn't anything. <laughs> uh, he had a, a kidney. Leave some for the card. rest of us, though. One more, and Alonzo Mourning would have gotten another kidney for free. Yeah, this punch card is almost filled up. Uh, it was no, like honestly, yeah. Like anytime someone else that's been with uh, a South Florida team for their entire career then goes somewhere else, it hurts. I think the one that probably hurt the most is when Jason Taylor went to the Jets. That right. one sucked. But even then, it was after he went to the Redskins. Mm. Um, excuse me. And I believe Zoe went to the Nets. Yes. When he left, yeah. But then he came back and he won a championship in 06 with us. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Happy endings. <laughs> You're Happy just endings. trying to piss Tony off. I'm not even trying. I'm <laughs> Everything worked out. But the shit eating grin on your face said otherwise. Everything worked out for everybody there, didn't it? For you two. 2011, you know? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, we did. We did. That was actually really sweet. It was, it was the, very sweet. It was the make and, and so it was closest a, I've ever felt to have winning a title. It was against the Heat. It was cathartic. It was. It was like it was like it was like getting revenge on an ex girlfriend by like 
I don't want to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ultimate good versus evil story. It really was. And it was perfect. Everyone was rooting for Dallas and they won yeah. and it was it was just glorious. Yeah. And thankfully Jason Terry didn't end up having a stupid tattoo. Who just got traded today? He didn't get traded today. Um, oh, who'd they trade him to? Uh, he got traded to the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Thornton for Reggie Evans and Jason Terry. Yep. Marcus Thornton for Reggie Evans and Jason Terry. That's a pretty good trade. Yeah, it's fair, fair across the board. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to change anything about the league, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not it's interesting. No, it's it's the most inconsequential inconsequential thing ever. Um, well, let's qu- quickly because the trade deadline is right. Re- when is the trade deadline? Is it next week? Friday. Oh, it's this Friday. I, thought I it was believe next it's Friday, Friday for some reason. Um, which is probably when this will be going up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of different stuff going on. Um, a lot of, I mean, every there's trade a deadline, lot that can happen between when we're recording this and when you hear yeah, this. Yeah, uh, every every trade deadline, there's a lot of things like. The past few trade deadlines have been a little disappointing just because it seems like there's so much that can happen and everyone kind of stands pat. But yeah. talking about Luol Deng, possibly on the move. There's a lot of chatter about Kevin Love and Pyle Gasol. Um, Gasol, Gasol more than Kevin Love, probably. Um, oh, the trade deadline is tomorrow, you guys. Oh, wait, really? Oh. well, Yeah, then... at uh, 3 in the afternoon. That escalated Eastern. quickly. <laughs> um, any... Well, then in that case, we just won't talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's way too soon uh, to come up with anything. But, um, I mean, as always, stuff could happen. Um, what have we not – like, what teams and stories have we not talked about? We, we, we talked about the Thunder, but Durant's the MVP this year, obviously. So far. So far. I mean, so there's, still, far. there's still a lot of time. Here's something I want to pose about the Thunder, because that's probably the most I've watched of anybody is the Thunder during Durant's streak and watching Abaka really become, like, the player that people thought he could be. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can keep doing that in the playoffs. Um, Russell Westbrook, is that team better off without him? Mm. Because watching those games, and remember watching, even from the past couple years, watching them in the finals against the Heat and then watching them last year when he wasn't on the team, that was a whole different story because they just weren't prepared for that. Um, but he is like the only kind of like he number one, he's, he has negative energy a lot of times with that team. He's the only kind of like me, me, me person on that team. Um, and, a, and a shoot first mentality point guard, I think. But um, does, would they be better gelled with like a, I'm trying to think of the right point guard. Well, that, Reggie Jackson. Has well, he's been great. He's been very good. That's the thing. I, I'm, more so, like in situations like this, right? I get very curious about like, is Reggie Jackson that good, or is it the system? Are they both products of the system? Well, it's, it's obvious that Russell Westbrook is a better overall basket player than Reggie Jackson. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, no, 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 obviously. Uh, but but for that, but team, for the backup he, yeah. to excel in the way it did, like I remember a few years ago when Chris Paul was still on the Hornets and he went down and Darren Collison. Uh, filled his shoes mm-hmm. and it was Admirably. fantastic. Absolutely, and never has really kind of lived back up to it since. Yeah. Was it, is it more so the situation or is or, or is it the players? Fair point, Tony. What do you think? Well, I mean, like you said, obviously Russ is a way better basketball player than Reggie Jackson, but yeah, it's they are playing better without him. It, it, it's a you know Durant probably should be shooting the volume that he's shooting. He 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 should have that kind of usage rate of being the only superstar player. Um, I'm just looking at the numbers right now. 
Serge Ibaka is having a crazy season. He really is. Is shooting more than he's ever shot and is in the top 10 in the league in field goal percentage. Still leads the league in blocks, too, I believe, right? Um, I, I think that might be Davis. Or is it really? Yeah. It is Anthony Davis. But I know um, Ibaka's, like, what, top three, top five, something like Ibaka's that? Ibaka's second in the league. Second, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is a half a block a game ahead, which is, Jeez. whoa. Um, yeah, um, I think that Durant really just needs the ball in his hands more. I think that's when that team is at his best. Um, when you guys were talking, I was trying to figure out what they could do with Russ to try to make it work. And it seems like he would go very good on a second unit. Um, like, but, and it's like Manu? Maybe almost like a J.R. Smith. Ooh. Like a crazy super sub, you know? <laughs> like the he, ultimate six man. He fits the profile. He does. He does. Um, but it's a weird thing. He doesn't play great defense. He's not always the best team player. You know, he does tend to he does tend to chuck it quite a bit. And then when uh, and then when that doesn't work, he tends to pout a lot. He does tend to pout. Uh, he I don't know. I'm not sure what his I'm not sure what his ceiling is. You know, he might be Allen Iverson. He might be a guy that needs to go somewhere and just get crazy volume and not care about his teammates and just be the best player on a terrible team. I'm not sure that they can. What's that? So I can't wait for the Cavs to sign him. Then that'll be a lot of fun. No, but they got they got a point guard. He's not re-signing. Come on, <laughs> Kyrie. Yeah. He's not re-signing. Um, he does. He does fit with uh, the Cleveland mindset of just being a complete train wreck. So that would be nice. That was fucking cold. Right <laughs> he would go. No he would go great with like Anthony Bennett and Tristan Thompson and Deion Waiters. Yeah, Waiters. That would be so good. Luol can't wait to leave. Luol's actually a sweet person. He can't. He doesn't belong there. He's a generally good man. I I would love to see the numbers there. on this. What is the percentage of free agents that like or like potential free agents that uh, resign with Cleveland? What is their resign rate? I would love to know that. Like LeBron resigned pa- once over the past like like fifteen years. It's not good. Thinking about it off the top of my head, I think I think we've maybe had like ten resignings and eight of them are Zadrunas Hogaskis. <laughs> And he um, still um, ended um, up in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But at least he, bought, he at least he bought a really nice ad in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, like when he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Big Z. I love him. <laughs> I don't want to talk about basketball anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, Tough shit. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so but yeah, the Thunder, are the the favorites in the West, are currently leading. The, the Spurs are fucking banged up as always, but are right there. Um, we haven't talked about the Pacers at all. No, we're probably going to be the number one overall. <laughs> What's there to talk about? The most interesting thing about them, because yeah, they're good, and yeah, they're more fun to watch being good than you know the Spurs are. But the mm-hmm. most interesting thing about them is Lance Stevenson. I wouldn't say that. I I thoroughly enjoy watching Pacer games. No, I know, but like for the. Like, oh, man, uh, w- what could happen here? Like, well, Lance Stevens strikes me as someone that would have been in the melee. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. would have been in the <laughs> dustpan flying out at people. Um, <laughs> I-, I think it's exciting because every time, like, think about the Lakers. They had the Kings. 
um, the Bulls, the second half had the Jazz or or the Pacers. You know, the juggernaut team always has the team where it's like, can they do it? And last year was right down the fucking wire. And this year it's even closer because Hibbert looks like Hibbert doesn't look human anymore. Paul George is a year better. Lance Stevenson is now in ninth grade. Um, <laughs> and now they have the Bynum piece. They have George Hill. George Hill. Uh, Scola has been good for them off the bench. David uh, West, guys. With David, David West. West. Like, Everyone always forgets about David West. And then I he know. gets into the game. He's... I'm like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. He owns Chris Bosch, too. Because David... they have two different, completely different skill sets. Yes, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> David West, West is, is tough. Better. And Chris Bosh is not. <laughs> He's a finesse player. If, if Chris Bosh could guard that, uh, David West with the stupid facial expressions, then he'd be amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, I'd like to see David West fucking guard Chris Bosh at half court, motherfucker. <laughs> I said during that uh, during that contest, Chris, that should be Chris Bosh's play. Is just shooting from half court. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, like the Pacers, personally, and this isn't like any like heat bias. Yeah. That's no. not. I Fuck think no. the Pacers are going to beat the Heat just because home court, home court advantage will definitely help. The miles that some of the guys on the Heat are. I mean, they've been obviously doing everything they can to help Wade throughout mm-hmm. the season. Uh, LeBron, I think LeBron's basically had like two weeks off at most for the past like how long? Um, it's just I think, and at every skill position, you know, there's at least something that can combat. Anybody. They're going to rise. They're going <laughs> to rise above. Okay. They really are. I, I could call you out on that one, but. <laughs> no, I was not making okay. that all right. at all. I'm just saying. If he, if he said the word. No, no, no. But they're the going to. They're. They know. They know what's going to happen. I think. I honestly think the worst thing that can happen to the Heat is the Pacers not being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because then they don't know what the fuck to do. Well, that's what I was going to say. That, that's the question I was going to pose to Tony was. There's no scenario where that doesn't happen in the Eastern Conference Finals, or like, does like, I think the Pacers would be more prone to get. You don't even have to finish the question. Yeah, you don't even have to finish the question. Heat Heat Pacers is the East Finals, and I think it's going to be the best playoff series of the year. I think that's going to be better than the NBA Finals. You don't see like Toronto. I'm okay. Never mind. (laughs) Well, look, right now, Indiana. If it went chalk, Indiana would have to beat Charlotte, then Chicago, then Miami. Miami would have to beat Brooklyn, then Toronto, then Indiana. Okay. okay never mind. Yeah, you just settled it. Like, <laughs> where is the plausible upset? I mean, like, there is no plausible upset. There isn't. There's Those are more be plausible terrible upsets theory. in. Like the only two that I could think of is a team like Brooklyn. If like all the vets get hot, which isn't going to happen. Um, no, Jason Kidd's the coach. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, well, the only other one I could think of it would be Chicago, just because for whatever reason something happened. They play hard to Chicago in the playoffs. They play hard. They're a good play hard team, but not this year. They are, but the Pacers match up against them really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all the stuff the Bulls do, all the defense, all the you know the low scoring, the caginess. Indiana plays those games the same way the Bulls yeah. do, and they're and they're actually even better at it. I was just like, if if you had to go with somebody of those teams that you named off, Chicago. like yeah, it'd probably be the one I would go with. Yeah. But not. maybe the Raptors. The Raptors yeah. have 
the most they're, talent. They're feisty. But again, they're going to be like that first year playoff team like the Thunder were, where it's like, yeah. oh, they get you a little excited, and then the realism sets in. Yeah. Um, which I think is. Alan Junis is having a great season. The Raptors are good. The Raptors are going to win that division probably for the next couple of years until they just. until DeMar DeRozan take, leaves for a better contract than until everyone else leaves. Yeah. They're going to lose uh, Kyle Lowry just because he's got a short shelf life on any team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually get him and Carl Landry confused just because, like, Kyle Lowry, Carl Landry, and he's Carl Landry's played on how many fucking teams? Um, many. Yeah, many. Uh, he's the, he's the modern-day Clifford Robinson. Uh, so. Oh, speaking of Robinsons, uh, real quick. An Eastern Conference oddity that ended up in my uh, email box today. The Milwaukee Bucks are having a Y2K promotion. Have you guys seen this? No. Uh, no. no. I, I'm, just, so, I'm trying to think of what this could possibly be. Go on, guess. Uh, they give away three like AOL night. discs. <laughs> no. They uh, uh, are going to have... A Will Smith impersonator performing Millennium. You're getting closer. <laughs> uh, let me get. Uh, oh, uh, they're gonna have like every like whoever had the number one single every week for nineteen in the year nineteen ninety nine is gonna perform during Milwaukee Bucks games for the audience to watch. You guys are just dancing around it at this point. <laughs> just tell so, us. So, so I will read you the short text of this promo email that uh, I was sent today. Y2K night just got a little bigger. Big dog bigger. Bucks fans were already about to embark on a fantastic voyage with Coolio to celebrate the Bucks Y2K night on February 22nd versus Indiana. But the DeLorean-driven time warp just picked up another iconic traveler from that memorable era. Former Bucks first-round pick, two-time All-Star, and all-around fan favorite Glenn Robinson <laughs> will join the Saturday night festivities. Tickets start at seventeen ninety. Y two K pricing. Coolio's biggest hit was in nineteen ninety five. Look, they're trying anything they can to get people to go to these games. How did it all fall apart for them? <laughs> well, one, it's a franchise in Milwaukee. True. Uh, it, it's a basketball franchise in Milwaukee. This actually kind of segues pretty well into what I was gonna. I wanted to bring up next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus Christ, that is fucking great. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, whatever happened to franchises just doing like free beer night? <laughs> like, yeah, like keep like, it simple. Dollar hot dogs? How about it, huh? Is is giving away free beer like? Uh, I guess it would be less expensive than getting Coolio. <laughs> like, especially in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> if if they worked backwards from the year two thousand on rappers they tried to get. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Hold on. 2000 well can we just talk about like like can we throw r&b in there because 2000 would be cisco sure yeah all right yeah. cisco is 2000 99 would be uh shaggy i <laughs> think that's later yeah shaggy's like 2000 yeah, yeah. Shaggy's okay. like two- oh, 99 one. would be uh, oh, lfo because summer goals is kind of a rap hit <laughs> uh 98 would be uh maybe monica <laughs> Oh, they get Monica and Brandy to do the boy's mind. Yeah, and then they're like, no, one of them, they still don't like each other. 97. Well, I think that was 97, actually. No, boy's mind is 98. Okay. Don't fuck with me on that song. 
Uh, 97 would be Jamiroquai. <laughs> when would Casey and JoJo? Like, 98. Would they come in? 98? 98, yeah. And then 96 would be... Uh, oh. Um, oh. Montel Jordan? Uh, or... Um, fuck, Give what's his song. name? Uh, flavor... Craig Mack. Craig... Yeah, and then they're like, 95, Coolio, he'll do it. Yeah. Um, we're not even talking about basketball anymore. <laughs> well, I hope he does the Keenan and Cal theme song. Oh, he better. If he doesn't, I would ask for a refund. They keep you laughing in the afternoon. <laughs> so don't touch that dial. Don't. They'll be here soon. It's like, come on, it's like 43 seconds. Just do it, Coolio. We only yeah. have the music. Who gives a fuck? Magic and Kareem or Penn and Teller. That's a two-on-two game, I still want to say. <laughs> uh, my money is uh, already on Magic and Cream, more so for the fact that uh, that Teller doesn't fucking talk, so they're not going to be able to fucking work out any plays or what. But whatnot. they do magic! But Penn, tall. Yes. Very tall, yes. barrel-chested. Kind of Kareem's not going to be able to back him down. Penn is, Penn is like the George Mikan of celebrity comedian magicians. <laughs> George Mike and the Joliet Giant, they call him around here. <laughs> uh, but the point that I was going to eventually get to was... Wait, that's not allowed. <laughs> Getting the point? No, absolutely not. God forbid. <laughs> was uh, the writing's on the wall. Kevin Love is going to be out of Minnesota. He'd be gone right now if he could. If he could, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Real quick, Abbott and Costello or Siegfried and Roy? Who wins that basketball game? <laughs> Evan Costello. Evan Costello. Uh, Magic. Siegfried and Roy get the tiger, right? Yeah. Do they have the? Is the tiger in the building? Evan Costello get Frankenstein then? I guess, or one of the Universal movie monsters. I don't know. They like just met. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, Kevin Love. Sorry. (laughs) Kevin Love. Uh, he's gonna be gone, and then. All the the hope and promise that Minnesota had when they drafted Kevin Love, well, gone. Has they're he just, pl- has just... he played a playoff game? No, no. Jesus, uh, they it, everything just resets everything for that franchise. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves, you are back, right back to the day before you had Kevin Love on your team, and that's going to happen forever and ever. <laughs> for Minnesota, for for a lot of franchises, for a lot of smaller market teams, for them that for have Milwaukee. no draw, Milwaukee, um, you know, it's eventually going to happen to Memphis, uh, Atlanta, um, you know, well, lot- Atlanta. The boom boom rooms help. Well, that, and that's why you'll need to keep a franchise in Atlanta <laughs> for the boom uh, boom for rooms. That. But like, if if. You know, I'm one of those other teams, a fan of one of those other franchises. I don't like. What's the point? <laughs> the league does move around year to year, though. I mean, you see teams boom and fade. You know, the Jazz used to be great, now they're terrible, and the Lakers and the Kings. Yeah. I mean, I just named the bottom three teams in the West. Yeah. Like, get, get but, ready, get ready for yeah. like probably like five to seven years, in, whenever and it's going to happen. Of the Spurs, you know? really sucking. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, what does it ever really yield, though? Even if you're like your playoff team and you get to the playoffs every now and then, and you have your five to seven year stretch, 
it's always the same teams. How many teams? How many different teams have won the NBA championship the last twenty years? Five or six, I think it was. Uh, let me write them down real quick. Yeah, how long, you said twenty years. That'd yeah, be what? The last 20 uh, years. That'd be what? Nineteen ninety-three. So, uh, Bulls, Rockets, Spurs, Heat, Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, Mavericks. That it? Yeah, uh, that's it. Eight. Eight teams in twenty years. Whereas, like, how many teams have won the Super Bowl in the last twenty years? God damn it! <laughs> but I mean, you get yeah, my point, no, yeah, though, right? Yeah. You know, it just—it's it, as a fan that would be disheartening as shit. It's got to be really disheartening when you're a Miami Heat fan. No, we're doing all right. Bro. <laughs> no, yeah, it's totally fine. No, you meant disheartening <laughs> as a fan of one of those teams. As a fan of one of those teams. Like, that's yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a fan you made of one it sound like you, you made it sound like you're disheartening as a fan of basketball. And I'm like, you don't give a fuck. Well, also kind of as a fan of basketball. Yeah. Like it, it's like again, like remember again, like how excited everyone was when the like when the Warriors, you know, beat the Mavericks that yeah. year. When uh when the Clippers made it to the second round the you first time. You get to time. see some exciting the, basketball. The Thunder. And and some exposed fun to new people. But it's not. It's not March Madness. It's not the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. eventually, the same general thing is going to happen. Right. Well, I think we just summed up uh, the sports. Uh, sports in general. Is that just that's just how it goes? Uh, oh, man, what about base? No, I never want to talk baseball. <laughs> we will. There, can we make a promise to ourselves right now that there will not be a baseball podcast on the blank slate unless the Indians win the World Series? I have really made a or or the Orioles. I will talk Orioles, but. I have or, you want to talk the Marlins? Or if somehow Rich can book Jeff Conine as a guest. Oh shit! Uh, if we tried, to, if we tried to book uh, guests of uh, Marlins World Series players that didn't weren't on the team the following year, we'd be booked for like two years. I think Bobby Bonilla is still under contract with the Mets, though. You might have to uh, you might have to contact the Mets to get permission. I would I would love to have uh, Tope talk to Bobby Bonilla because Tope's reference Bobby Bonilla, uh, Bobby 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 Boucher, Bobby 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 Bobby. I don't even have to say four names. Just Bobby Bonilla will do it to me. Uh, he's referenced him on Possible way too much. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a good drop. It is. Uh, anything else about basketball as we're getting ready to wrap up here that we haven't? Any team we haven't talked about, any story we haven't talked about, any like player we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about the Clippers. Clippers are the Clippers. Um, yeah. Um, the the Rockets, I think, they secretly put together like a really good team under everyone's noses. Uh, well, everyone kind of saw like, you know. Well, everyone saw the pieces like one by one. But when you look at it as a whole, you're like, How, who let – wow. That That's the thing. Like, that that team really – well. but like I – Totally foresee them getting beat in the first round of the playoffs this year. Oh no, no, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but they're a really good regular season team. Absolutely, and uh, like a healthy Dwight Howard. Um, I love the fact that Chandler Parsons is playing better than anyone expected him to in the pros. Yeah, yeah. Just as a, a UF alum, most of the UF players, Bradley Beal's starting to become uh, a star. Noah's yeah. the backbone of the Bulls and has to, has had to have been for the past like two years. Or for, yeah. Would be the best player on the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, What's his face? David Lee. David, David Lee. Lee. Great. Corey Brewer would have. It's always going to get a paycheck as yeah, long as still he's hanging around, healthy. Yeah. And somewhere. Uh, Udonis. Udonis Haslam. Jason mm-hmm. Williams. He's smoking a bowl right now somewhere. Um, Mike Miller. He's still, oh. Mike Miller went from like pretty boy. Mike Miller went from 
Lee Humphreys to Michael Beasley. <laughs> that boy. Um, it's pretty trashy. Uh, yeah, so go UF, go Gators. Uh, anything yeah. else before we wrap it up here on the blank slate for basketball? Oh, I know. So, Tony, you didn't watch the Celebrity Basketball game for All-Star Weekend, not. right? Uh, make sure you seek it out. Uh, or, I can't believe this phrase is going to come out. Just wait for the Arnie Duncan mixtape. Oh, no. Arnie Duncan is the shit. Was he, like, crossing dudes over or what? Uh, he had a behind-the-head... Uh, obviously, no look because it's behind. To your Skyler head. Diggins. Uh, yeah, like Ollie Oop layup at halftime. He Whoa. had like eighteen, seven, and six. I mean, he's definitely the only real basketball player on those on those rosters, right? He had he had a double double in the fucking celebrity game, <laughs> well, dude. He he was he was playing against Golick. All right, no. okay, all right. Let's run down this real quick because I <laughs> I watched that game yeah. with a fucking microscope. Yeah. The West was by far and away like more talented, or the, the East team was more talented than the West team. Uh, it didn't help the West that they had Kevin Hart, who is terrible and is outworn as welcome, but he had a, a good movie this past weekend come out, so good for him. Uh, Snoop Dogg, surprise. Snoop Dogg was very surprisingly pretty good. very good. I thought he was going to be a train wreck. He had, he a, good, he had a beautiful three-point shot that was wonderful. He had like 12 points, yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was great. Uh, and, and he's got the right first and last name, but the wrong. They actually initial. played uh, "Serious" uh, by Alan Parsons Project yeah. when they introduced him. <laughs> Should have played like "Way Down in the Hole" from uh, The Wire when they introduced him. Where's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wallace? Uh, he also was wearing number forty-five. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And, I like to see that. Yeah, and you can tell like he was like being sort of held back a little bit too. Like yeah. if he was let loose, man, he would have done that things. other guy from Grey's Anatomy was a Jesse fucking, Williams. He was, was he was good, good but he was well. a train wreck at times. Yeah, he was he was a little uncaged. Yeah. Uh Go- Golik was comically bad. Golik had one of the worst layup attempts I've ever seen and that it was a layup, a standing layup, just a bank shot and it was literally 12 inches Short. Short. Oh, my God. It was. And also, he was wearing a blue T-shirt underneath his red jersey. <laughs> yeah. He had better not get invited back. Uh, Greeny was just as bad because every time Mike Greenberg. I think Mike Greenberg smokes four packs of cigarettes a day because he was so <laughs> tired the entire time. Oh, uh, really? He was getting winded? He was. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only reason he was not as bad as Stan Verrett because Greenberg at least like made a basket. Early. Stan Verrett was like one for nine. It was, it was ugly. Oh, Stan Verrett was pulling like a Brandon Jennings. He was <laughs> <laughs> Vintage Brandon Jennings uh, impersonation there by Stan Verrett. Uh, uh, and then like Elena Deladonna was. Uh, oh, yeah. Most of the. the um, she's a real w- basketball player. Yeah, she's players. a real basketball yeah, player. Yeah, there were like four WNBA players in yeah. the game. Uh, but yeah. Uh, they must have felt like they were getting made fun of by having to play in that game, right? I mean, well, they were kind like of if you're seriously. a real basketball player and they put you out there with Golick and Greeny, well, you got to feel like. Who were the NBA oh. players? Was Bruce Bowen and who was the other one? Is that it? Yeah, I think it was just Bruce Bowen. <laughs> who, who Bruce Bowen was horrible. Was absolutely deplorable. He got blown he by. Should... Kevin Hart blew by him at one point. Yes. He ought to have to play in a bow tie. Should have. Should have. It would have helped. Better. It would have helped. Better. Uh, but I, I, I do like to think that the WNBA players were okay with it uh, because since they were taking it seriously and also their coaches were also taking it seriously. 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Bill Bill Simmons was like like calling people over, making transitions. Zach Simmons Lowe looked like a coach. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, and, and Zach, Zach Lowe looked like an assistant coach. <laughs> uh, and Jalen Rose like was just having fun. It looked like yeah, he was uh, wearing his JRLA cardigan. Yeah. He's you know, See, Artie Duncan. You have to worry about anything. Yeah, exactly. I was, by the way, I was not expecting that voice to come out of Artie Duncan's mouth. Sounds like a weird dude. Yeah. Oh my god, that fucked me up. He sounded like he was been sucking on helium for his entire life. He's like, how's it going, am I uh, Duncan? Simmons team also had the uh, the Victoria's Secret model that ran like a giraffe. <laughs> oh, and uh, and uh, Jalen's team also had like some like inside the NBA host, uh, some girl. Yeah. She made like three jump shots. No, uh, Shane Steele to Tamika, Tamika Catchings, I think. No, 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 from NBA TV. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, it wasn't Doris Burke. No, not Doris Burke. Jalen's team also had uh, Lil Romeo, who played at USC. Yeah, that too. Lil Romeo. Well, Romeo Miller. He's Romeo a, Miller, yeah. yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's like a hometown crowd, yeah, man. Seek out, seek out Arnie Duncan. He was legit. He schooled fools. He did. I know he could play. Well, especially this year. Well, especially, yeah, because they were like, all right, this isn't going to be your regular celebrity game. Yeah. Go out and... and Really play yeah. basketball it's, for it's, real. It's yeah. It's man. It's like the combina- the best combination of rock and jock you could ever want, Tony. Duncan, on which I know sh- is your favorite. I'm gonna punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> uh, for all you listening at home, uh, for our entire relationship, I will try to bring up MTV Rock and Jock Sports to Tony as much as possible. And we used to happy. live together. What? So bad. We used well, to live together. You t- brought it up constantly. <laughs> Trust me. I found on YouTube some of the games. Just look it up. Watch the 98 game where Gary Payton breaks Will Chamberlain's single game record only because he scored a 50-point basket. Just watch it. I flat out refused to do so. You get to see Sharif Abdul-Rahim knock down some 10-pointers. It's a lot of fun. That would, you know, that would only really mean something to me if Will Chamberlain was in a rock and jock game. <laughs> he would have scored 500 points. Well, and probably not. He didn't really have a lot of distance shooting. What? He didn't really have a lot of like range on the shot. You know, he would have been like right around the basket. Well, the fifty point basket's actually above. There's the the normal basket, and the twenty five point basket is above that basket. I stand corrected. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and then the fifty point basket's like twenty some feet in the air. <laughs> Only two people made them: uh, Gary Payton and Tim Hardaway. Wow, the two nicest guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Louise. the perfect place to. Uh, to leave off our basketball discussion is uh, the what did the basket do to deserve those guys? <laughs> uh, aim high, man. Aim, aim high. high, which is what they did to make it's, those 50 um, point baskets. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Blank Slate podcast. Make sure to check out uh, the Blank Slate. Uh, our feeds on podswallow.com if you want to go back uh, and listen to some of our other shows. Of course, you can also now do that on iTunes. We're officially on iTunes. Leave us a review, rate us five stars. Rich will read your reviews on the show if you leave us something there. Tell your friends. Also, Stitcher Radio as well. You can listen to the Blank Slate podcast. And if you're interested in wrestling and want to hear us talk about it, uh, our sister podcast, Potswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment, available on all those platforms as well. If you have you just something. Said wrestling. What? You well, just said... we're allowed to say wrestling. He's plugging the other show. Yeah. If I, if I were to mention anybody else, and then I'd be in trouble. Um, Sorry for interrupting. But uh, if you want us to talk about something specific on the podcast or just want to leave us a comment or anything of that nature, make sure to send us an email at blankslatepod. Nope, got that wrong. Blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. Blankslatepodcast. Follow you us on Twitter at blankslatepod. That's why I'm getting confused. I'll get that eventually. Um, Tony, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no. 
I would like to drum up business, but I'm not saying the name of my law firm on the air. <laughs> well done. Uh, do you want to drop your Twitter, Twitter handle on them? I don't really tweet very much anymore, so I don't know. Just enjoy, guys. I hope you like the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you'll be hearing Tony on this show, uh, probably our unofficial third member on this hey, show. Hey, all right. Uh, for all things Mad Men, basketball, sports, and uh, what another good interest, and, uh, and fine drink. Fine drinks. Tony's a fine drink. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Tony's into everything. I like a drink. It, it's true. We'll have a, well, one time we'll just have you talk a bunch of law on here by yourself. Oh, that'd be <laughs> terrible. Uh, any last thoughts, Tony, before we wrap up? Uh, go Mavs go. And I hope that, uh, I don't know. I want to see, I want to see Dirk's floppy hair in the second round this year. I like the sound of that, Rich. Any last thoughts? Between... Gary Payton and Tim Hardaway, only one of them has an NBA championship ring with the Heat. And it's the wrong one. <laughs> it's true. There is no right one. <laughs> so, from an outsider's perspective, I'll concede that to you. <laughs> well, and for Rich and for Tony, this is Mullet signing out for the Blake Slate. How did we end this? <laughs> uh, you can delete this now. Oh, yeah, you can delete this now. Or whatever you want to fucking... Slate later. <laughs> oh, yeah. See Catch you later. Just later. later. That's what it was. Catch you later. And you got to do the the sideways. I did. Sign. I did it anyway. Yeah, no, you can't not do it, right? <laughs> it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Uh.